Welcome to The Conversation at Airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. This episode features two interviews that I had on the travel show, Rudy Maxa's World, featuring the host, Rudy Maxa. The first was on November 6, 2010, and the second on the following day, November 7th. In both cases, we discuss a recent change in the TSA's policy to emphasize the use of pat-down searches to look for explosives and other contraband. We also discuss the increased use of full-body scanners across the U.S. Both interviews focus on what I thought was an overlooked aspect of TSA's employment process, the fact that the TSA employee screening process may have allowed convicted rapists and others convicted of sexually oriented crimes to not only become part of the TSA, but to be those screeners who are physically patting down passengers. And now for the first interview from November 6th. You know, it's a little difficult to tell what sort of rules the TSA has regarding its employees. In a 2004 report, uh, the TSA said that there were 28 kinds of felony convictions that would disqualify an applicant to become a TSA screener, such as rapes, crimes involving aggravated sexual abuse, but only if those convictions had occurred in the previous 10 years. Well, the clear implication of that is if a person convicted of rape or attempted rape or child molestation or a similar crime uh, longer than 10 years ago, they may not be required to report that on their background and, and wouldn't be part of their background check if they were going to go to work for the TSA, which raises the question, particularly because in about the last week and a half, the new pat-down procedure, if you refuse to go through a body scanning device, has gotten much more intimate and much more intense. Dr. Todd Curtis runs a great website called Air, airsafe.com. It's a collection of, well, it's a lot of things, but uh, a lot of it is his writings on uh, on security and aviation. And I asked him to join us because he recently wrote a, uh, a posting uh, called uh, or titled is the tsa allowing convicted rapists to perform pat-down searches uh todd curtis thanks for joining us today thanks for having me now why uh why is it so difficult why, why does the tsa tell us what the requirements are for someone having this job why is it so tough to figure this out well it's tough to figure out because those details that very fine level of detail of what exactly do they ask during the process and what internal questions are asked beyond what's there in the federal regulations it's not there for the public to review. This isn't the kind of information that's open to a Freedom of Information Act request. And they certainly don't publish this on their website or anywhere else I've seen. Well, the ACLU, uh, as you note in, in, in your posting, has noted several types of common abuses by uh, uh, TSA employees. Unnecessary groping of passengers' breast or genital areas, genital areas, excuse me, humiliating experiences for disabled or transgendered passengers, lack of privacy during pat-downs, lack of respect for religious requirements. Uh, have you seen any sign that the TSA is trying to up their game in this regard? I've seen nothing in their public statements. I've seen nothing in the testimony in Congress that says specifically that they're, that they're addressing these issues. And certainly when they made their announcement a week or so ago saying they're going to have these new pat-down searches, they were very sparse with their background information as to how they're protecting the passengers against this kind of abuse. And you, of course, as I have, have heard stories of women breaking down in tears because of the aggressiveness of the search, haven't you? Yes, indeed. What... You know, I mean, it's a cliche now, certainly among those of us who follow travel so much, to say that the TSA is always reacting to yesterday's problem. Um, if you were, by some stroke of a magic wand, made head of the TSA, what would you do right now to change things? 
Well, as far as security procedures are concerned, I see nothing about their procedures that are inherently wrong. That is, if there is a real threat out there and they have some internal intelligence or intelligence from elsewhere that says bombs in the general areas are hidden under a bra, for instance, is a real threat, then absolutely they should address that. But at the same time, they have to balance their, their responsibilities for securing the nation with the reality that people will not accept just any security procedure just because it's for security's sake. It has to be a reason for it. And if you're doing something very sensitive, such as a pat-down search, you have to allay the public's fears that the people who are doing this are not only qualified to find explosives, but are not doing anything that will make the passengers upset or nervous. For example, if you don't know whether or not your person has been vetted against being a rapist or, or some such kind of criminal, why would anyone voluntarily let their children, for instance, be, be searched in such a way? Mm -hmm. How do you come down on the uh, debate of uh, pro or con regarding uh, the full body scan? I come down on the side of this is a solution that may be good for some kinds of threats, but the level of investment, literally the, the kind of money that has to be thrown at this to make it happen, is rather huge. And the technology is at a stage which I think isn't that sophisticated in the sense of it may be effective at screening someone, but it may take 10 to 15 seconds, far longer than the kind of screening that takes place right now. Now, if they really are serious about this and want to implement this in all 450 airports around the country and do so in a way that every passenger can be screened if need be, the level of investment would have to be way higher than what we have right now. And perhaps that money could be better spent elsewhere. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Dr. Todd Curtis is the creator of the site airsafe.com. You can click on it. You can read Airsafe News, which is part of that website, and see what's going on. If you're a frequent flyer, this is a website you ought to know about. Todd, I really appreciate your joining us today. Well, I appreciate being on, on with you. Thanks very much. Uh, clearly, the question of security in airports is one that's going to be continuing for years. We'll keep you up to date with it on this show. And now for the second interview from November 7th. The issue of terrorism and airplane cargo took on a new urgency about 10, de 10 days ago when explosive devices were found among cargo headed to the U.S. aboard a UPS plane and a Federal Express plane. This week in Frankfurt, the airline industry got together to consider cargo security, which has been in work for progress now since 9-11. We'll have more on that next weekend. Um, meanwhile, uh, our friend Todd Curtis, Dr. Todd Curtis, runs a, a great website in the airline industry called airsafe.com, and he wrote an intriguing piece, intriguing uh, uh, posting this last week, asking the question of whether you might be, be patted down by TSA officials who, in their past, have been convicted of sexual assault, even rape. Uh, Todd Curtis joins us on the line. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. Now, you did a lot of research, and you found that the TSA requires people who apply for a job there to be vetted, and they must they must fill on their application all their, if any, uh, convictions, but just for the last 10 years. So you're raising the question about, well, what went on before those 10 years, right? Exactly. And it may not be all the TSA's fault. What it is is there are federal regulations that state for certain categories of jobs you have to fill out a background check and you have to admit to any convictions in the previous 10 years in all manner of crimes, including taking over an airplane and being convicted of rape. And my question to TSA and to the government in general is, for this kind of job, especially for someone who has close physical contact with, with the passengers, shouldn't you be going beyond this? If you have done this, that is, if you have vetted these people, if you have taken out all the convicted rapists no matter when it happened, please tell us. 
because otherwise the only information we have seems to leave open a huge loophole. And the reporting that you did, Todd, uh, turned up the fact that the TSA really doesn't want to answer that question at all, do they? If they want to answer the question, they certainly haven't demonstrated it to me. I haven't seen anything on their public website. I haven't seen any testimony to Congress, anything in the public domain that states anything to the effect that they've addressed this problem. Now, how do you, where do you come down on the side of uh, having a full body scan or not? How do you feel about that as an airline passenger? Well, uh, that's a somewhat different situation in that uh, the full body scan is a technology which may work perfectly well. The problem is the technology where it is right now is very expensive. It costs several hundred thousands of dollars per machine. It's not extensive enough. There are about 450 airports where people fly just in the U.S., and these machines will not be in, any, in even half of these by the end of the year or the end of next year. And they're slow. They take about 10 to 15 seconds to scan one person versus a second or two for you to walk through the magnetometer-type scanners they have now. So it's effective, but it's slow and expensive. So my question is, if you're pushing this as a way to stop people from bringing bombs on board, I'm all for it. But if you're looking at this as the solution, there are some practical realities here. It's not going to be a solution that's going to be total and comprehensive. And of course, if you refuse to, if you are at an airport with one of those full body scanners and you refuse to go through it, you get uh, a much more aggressive, I mean, it's being called pat down. My experience was it was sort of a slide down. They slide your hands all over your body. And again, I have no... A problem with real live honest to goodness security measures that have to be taken to deal with threats, whether it's someone doing a, a, a pat down because they don't want to be scanned or because they have some evidence that someone might be carrying something. I have no problem against the technology or the techniques. What I have a problem with is who's doing it and whether or not I can be assured as a passenger or even more importantly for some people out there as a parent. If you see a child being patted down by someone, in the back of your mind you're thinking, well, gee, is this person a convicted pedophile? Is this person a rapist? Do I want this person anywhere near my child? That's going to make the job of the TSA that much harder. Todd Curtis is with airsafe.com. Check it out. Uh, you can also sign up to receive a regular, regular news bulletins from Todd. Hey, Todd, thank you for taking time out of Football Sunday to talk to us. Oh, thanks again. All right, bye-bye. For more information about the TSA screening process, and about the items that you're not allowed to take on board, please visit tsa.airsafe.org. That's tsa.airsafe.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.